0: All right, everybody, you're listening to Weight Loss and the Mind. I'm your co-host, Scott Patton, along with Shane Jeremy James. Think fit, be fit. All right. So, last time, even though it wasn't January 1st, we were talking about New Year's resolutions and what are you going to change? So, hopefully, uh, if you haven't listened to our previous podcast, go and listen to it right now because it's very, very important. Probably one of the most important podcasts we've done. At least, uh, the most important podcast we've done up until this one. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, the the, the first one was one of the most important because it's leading into this one. Well, there you go. Everything builds on the previous... Uh, information. So, one of the things that you promised Shane was that you were going to give us a system and some strategies for ha- because here's what happens, right? Everyone goes, they make a New Year's resolution, they make it to set a goal, and then they try to change or they try to do it. And Of course, if you use the word try, not going to happen. Doesn't mean you're getting anywhere. So, we need to master that behavior. So, if it's uh, Eating potato chips when you shouldn't be eating potato chips—you need to change that to eating carrots instead, and then master that behavior so that when you used to automatically go and open the drawers looking for potato chips, now you
1: go and automatically open the drawers looking for carrots. That's right, and you don't have to think about it. Right. And, and what he's talking about is if you weren't listening last podcast, go back and listen to the last podcast because it's very important. That's right. And so what he's talking about is mastering mastering that behavior. So Mastering, in, that, mastering that behavior so you're a master has, so knowledge to doing to, to mastering being. it is to yes. being and to that's be. mastering it and that's exactly what we want to do we want to become the master of it that's right of which behavior. means you don't have to think about it because mm-hmm. you just do it you're just doing it unconsciously right, like automatic. if
0: you're a master uh, jujitsu type guy I mean you don't think about how you move your arms and everything you just do it right because mm-hmm. it's all that muscle memory and and uh, it's, so it's about being it's really weird because everyone says oh, I want to be more conscious than anything else and we're teaching people how to be more unconscious but unconscious doing the right things The right things. unconscious doing the wrong
1: things yeah I mean most people are walking around doing the wrong things because um, it's not what they're choosing to do consciously it's what they're doing unconsciously on a consistent basis that's right most of the times we have no idea what's going on in our life really because we're so used to doing the same things all the time um, and I mean, I make sure that I stay out of that trap, is what I call it, because I can tell some days that I get into the trap. It's just, it happens to all of us. That's right. When I wake up and I notice, okay, did I do the same thing as I did yesterday? Am I waking up the same way, eating the you know, eating the exact same food, taking the exact same shower at the same time, uh, talking to the exact same people at the same time, going the same way to where I got to go at the same time? I'm caught up in the trap. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you notice today, I've been up probably since about 4.30, working this morning, and Scott got to the place today, and, and when you got here today, I was showering, Yeah. and it was noon. noon. It was yeah. noon. Well, the other day, I showered at like 5 in the morning, and today I did a completely different thing. It's interesting that you say that, because the route that I took to get here, today was different
0: than the route I took to get here the last time I came. Yeah. And so I will often... T- Try. I will often take I don't try, I do yeah. to take different routes on even if even if I'm going somewhere and it's like a straight line, I'll take a windy line to get there because it's just well first of all, why not experience something else of this beautiful city that I live in? Mm-hmm. And secondly, I don't want to get into that rut because that's what it becomes. And when people go back and forth to work the same way, at the same time, every day, I know someone who goes to work and on her way, she stops at the same Starbucks and she now knows everybody because they all stop at Starbucks at quarter to seven in the morning and have their coffee. And I was going, well... It's nice that you know your neighbors,
1: right? Welcome to 95% of the population. That means you know everybody, pretty much. But <laughs> so what a boring thing that is. And the problem is, is a lot of people don't even think it's boring because they don't know any different. Mm-hmm. So they're actually that much stuck in what's happening in their life. Well, I, I It's like that show, what's this show? Truman? Truman, yeah. yeah the Truman movie? Yeah. Where he's stuck in, the, in his own life and they wanted him to leave the town? That's right. That's what this is like, people. If you're stuck in the trap, you're in the Truman Show. Yeah. I mean, she could have gone across the street to Tim Hortons,
0: just for a change. But I think what happens is there's a fear that builds up. Like, I'm very, very comfortable going in here and it's all the same people. I don't want to go over there because I don't know any of those
1: people. Mm-hmm. Right? Totally. Yeah. So, and if you're not
0: comfortable, if you're comfortable, you're not growing. You no. got to get out of that comfort zone in
1: order to grow. That's right, and that's the only time you do grow. Yeah. Is when you are taking risks, when you're doing stuff differently, when you're, you know, hanging around with different people, you know, when you're consistently doing different stuff. And why is it so important? Is because it creates changes in your nervous system. Mm-hmm. It creates new neural pathways in your brain. You actually start to learn more. You become a different person. You evolve. Yeah. And here's the
0: thing. If you're overweight and you've been overweight for a while, you're comfortable. Right? That's right. You may not like it. The comfort isn't in like you are not the same things. But if you're comfortable there, you've got to get uncomfortable to get out of there. Mm-hmm. And that's the step that a lot of people
1: have a tough time And to. that's not changing from McDonald's to Burger King. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, point. I can feel for you guys because at one time I was there. You're listening right now. You're over. street from McDonald's to the Burger, Burger King. King. That's right. Scott, I changed. <laughs> and then Dairy Queen, and I said I changed again. And they said, now my nervous system has changed. Isn't that right? I go and he was going to Fried Chicken. That's right. How can you argue with that? Because that's what I'm teaching. But I'm not teaching. Go to the change of. Um, of uh, fast food places, from Dairy Queen to McDonald's to KFC. Right. You know, I, I, there was a time in my life not too long ago, about three years ago now, where I was 65 pounds overweight, and and when I was in that state, I know how you guys feel, listening right now, whoever is overweight, because I mean, this is the thing I can verify with what where you guys were. Mm-hmm. And I was in that kind of comfort zone, and the comfort zone for me was I had a girl that cooked. She was a great cook. Yeah, and I wonderful meals. Wonderful meals, and, but they weren't healthy meals. They they tasted good. It was gourmet. It was nice. But when I got home, I would have all this great meals, and I would hungry from a long business day at work, and I would eat and eat and then had all these spices, and I'd have about you know fifteen hundred calorie di- dish right there alone. Not saying that I probably ate shitty during the day too, you know, I, which I did because I was sixty five pounds overweight. But it got into a routine, and then after. We would watch some TV and then we might go to the ice cream store, you know, and have the, the ice cream because that's what we needed to dessert. So now I got you guys all hungry running to the, running to the ice cream shop. Yeah. Don't do it! Don't do it! So anyway, I was there. I felt that comfort zone of just doing that all the time. And so for me, to break out of that comfort zone, was a little scary at times. It was like, oh, I'm going to have to change. That means I don't come home and have the meal. But I had to take a drastic change, ladies and gentlemen. That's what you guys might have to do. My drastic change was I had to end that relationship. Mm -hmm. I was engaged in that relationship. Not only was I unhappy with my weight, but I was unhappy with my relationship. I stayed in that relationship way too long because I was in the comfort zone. I was scared to get out of that comfort zone. And when I got out of that comfort zone... I'm still friends with her, you know, so if she's listening to this, you know, I'm I'm great friends with her, we just were not right for each other, okay, and, and, but she's a great cook.
0: (laughs) And a lot of this is in previous podcasts. Yes, yeah. I mean, we've talked about this a long time ago. Yeah.
1: So when you find that you're in the comfort zone and, and you're a little bit scared, I know how you're feeling right now, and you're a little bit worried, and you might be in a place in your life where right now it's kind of like, well, I don't really know what I should do because it's a little scary mm-hmm. to break out, and you're probably thinking, well, what do I do? You know, how do I actually break out of my comfort zone? You know, and and what's a what what is what's going to take me maybe to the next level of my life right now? and um, I think one of the most important things is becoming a good observer of your behavior so when you're observing yourself you're starting to become unconscious and become are consciously aware of what's going on in your life right. just like me I was in the comfort zone because I was unconscious I was in the comfort zone Right. so I didn't even know I was in the comfort zone if somebody would have said to me Shane you're in a comfort zone and you're scared to get out of it I would have said bullshit I don't know, can I say that? But I did. Yeah. So anyways, um, I would have said that, All right, And that would have been it, you know, because I couldn't see it. I was unconsciously doing the thing, same things over and over again. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I actually started to write down, what have I been doing over and over? What am I comfortable doing over and over again that's not helping my life? And one was I would come home and we'd have dinner at the same time, kind of the same type of food. That was great food, but it wasn't healthy for me. And then we would sit down and we would watch TV and then we'd go for an ice cream. Now, that was, felt great when I was putting the food in me. When I was slamming all that food back into me, yeah. I mean, it was great for instant gratification at the time. It was comfortable mm-hmm. until I got onto the couch and I was watching TV and all of a sudden the food like felt like kind of crap and then I looked at myself and my belly was even bigger and I felt like garbage inside. Yeah, It felt like it sucked. And so, At that point, I decided, what do I got to do to make myself feel better right now? What do I got to do to create better, happy feelings in me? Because I wasn't happy, Mm -hmm. right? I just wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. And it was, again, going back to the comfort zone. It was comfortable. Yeah. It was hard to break out. Now, so what I did is, well, I mean, I did drastic things. I left the relationship. I started completely going to the gym again. I just started eating healthy. I, you know, and a big thing was leaving the relationship for me because now I had to cook on my own. Right. I had to do this stuff on my own, right? So it had to be a complete change that took so me out of my comfort zone. What you're zone.
0: really saying is, is you needed a partner that was going on the same path and in the same direction as you were.
1: Yeah, I needed a partner that was on the same path and the same direction. But if there's people listening right now that don't have a partner... That's doing that. I'm not saying go leave your marriage and get divorced. Right, I'm not preaching that. If it sucks, do it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not preaching right now if you know if you're if you're in that relationship that you just go out and everybody gets divorced because we, of that. We don't want to
0: get any emails from wives that said, My husband just told me I, I cook fat and fatty meals and he's leaving me thanks to you guys. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or husbands that say I cook fatty meals and my wife's leaving me. Right. <laughs> so um What I'm saying is then, if if you are in in some kind of situation in your life right now where you are stuck in your comfort zone You're probably not even aware of it right now Mm -hmm. So what I would suggest that one of the most important strategies to use that we were going to talk about strategies And this is strategy number one is that you're going to write down on a piece of paper right now comfort zone and under the comfort zone you're going to write all the things that you're comfortable doing. Now, under the comfort zone, write negative. That means the negative things. And then you're going to write another side, and on the other side you're going to write comfort zone, and you're going to write positive. And those are all the things that are helping you, that are in a comfort zone, that are good for you right now. It's like an example of the negative one would be uh, having an egg McMuffin as I drive to work. Having an egg McMuffin, yes, as I drive to work in the exact same way, in the exact same car, and call the exact same person on my phone.
0: That's right, I have my egg McMuffin. Mm -hmm. So, and obviously, we would say that's
1: probably not something that's going to help your waist. That's right, and pick the top, say, maybe five things that you think are creating the most limitations in your life right now that are holding you back the most, that you would completely want to change If You change these five things, your life would be completely different. You would be a completely different person. Your life would be on fire. You'd be happy as shit. It would just be a phenomenal life. Pick those top five things if you change those right now in the comfort zone. So what you're doing right now is I guarantee that you're not really consciously aware of them too much so as you sit down and you pick those five things up and then write five things right now that are positive things that are that you do that are in a good comfort zone like it might be like going to the gym yeah, or it, going for, taking the dog for taking a walk taking the dog to the walk it might be like telling the person you're with you know every morning that you love them but it's, that might not even be it because that's doing somewhat the same thing like if you get up the person this is a problem I have with people too is that they get up and they tell the person that they, they care about every morning oh I love you but there's no emotion attached to it or anything. It's like everything. that's the same thing. I love you and the person turns away and they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I love you too. Okay, go on your day. Yeah. That's not love, ladies and gentlemen. Right? That's not doing it the right way. That's true. Right. That's caught up in the trap unconsciously. It's sure it sounds nice, but you're not really meaning it. Yeah, you know why not? Maybe like not tell them you love them that morning, and you go, and then they're all like, "Oh my God, the person didn't tell me they love me. That means they hate me." No, it doesn't mean that. And then maybe you call them on the phone, and you say, "Hey, look, you know, I wanted to tell you on the phone today. Maybe three times. I'm going to call you back three more times and tell you I love you because right? it's something different. It's something that I mean." Or you bring them home roses or something, or you know, set the alarm of, ten minutes early. That's right. You're telling them, show them. <laughs> telling them, you know, and, and I, you know, everything that I teach. I teach it because I've learned it. Because I used to do it. Mm-hmm. And I still sometimes get myself caught up in these traps. Uh, the people that I'm with, you know, and, and say to the person, you know, I, I care about you or something, but over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's just the same thing. Sure, it's nice, but it's got no meaning attached to it. There's a no emotion to it. It's something that we just do all the time. It becomes comfortable. Yeah, it becomes comfortable. That's right. <laughs> it becomes totally comfortable. and It was like... The other night, uh, the girl that I kind of hang out with and see, I guess, was over and, and uh, hang out and that, see. That's really definite. There. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. We haven't put a title on it yet, so I mean, he's hooked, sure. but she's still reeling him in. Yeah. If there's no if there's no <laughs> title yet, then uh, I, don't, I guess I'm waiting for them to make the title. So uh, was that a was that a maybe an embedded command if somebody's listening? Um, so when Elmo so says, anyway, she was over and. and it was funny because we, we had a, a bit of a disagreement, but the funny thing is when I say disagreement with her, it's completely not a fight. It's a disagreement because she's a really great communicator. So a disagreement is like, it's really nothing. You know, people would look at it, and go that like that would be a full-fledged argument for us because like I said she's a good communicator mm-hmm. we just communicated at a different level together right. but what I noticed was happening is I was watching her state so I, we were kind of having a miscommunication and her state was not her state would be like state is something when somebody is in like frustration or anger or you're watching what emotion they're in that's the right. state right. and so I knew that she was in a state of of not not happiness that's okay. for sure right, right. and uh and we're sitting there and I noticed we're going through the same thing we're in the comfort zone we got hooked into the same communication it was almost like he said she said it, and it was starting that way right. and, and it, I could tell it was a comfort zone from what I used to do and I could tell it was a comfort zone from her past relationships now I didn't tell her that at the time because it wouldn't be a good thing to tell at the time right. so I didn't say that but I noticed that it was starting to do that so I know the first thing that I noticed is I had to break this out of the comfort zone I had to do something different right. now that different thing for me would be might be uncomfortable because uh, we're so used to the emotional addiction of still doing that fight so we get addicted to doing the same thing so it might be a little different now I've trained myself how to do this so it gets easier for me because I become what I say a master of it right so when that was happening I said what do I have to do okay now I can either stay in this communication that's starting to go to a low level of communication or I can do a pattern interrupt so I said okay I need to break this pattern And we're sitting there, and she's kind of sitting there, and I just jump up out of my chair and I go, I care about you! In a weird voice like that, and she's like, what? And she's like, "Oh!" And her whole state changed. And she started laughing. She goes, "That was so funny." And I was like, "Woo!" And I, you know, and so I did something completely different out of my comfort zone. That pattern interrupted us, and we started laughing about it. And there was no nothing even about. It. And the funny thing is, when you do something like that, you even forget what you're talking about, or what you're angry about. You don't even remember the point anymore. Yeah, and usually, everything we fight about is not that important to anyone. No, it's not that important, and it didn't matter. You know, and it it's funny because i actually watched the pattern of that and and because i teach this stuff you know and she knows i teach this stuff and she asked me what was that about and why did i do that so i explained to her and right. she and she like thinks it's really cool so i explained it to her and then she knows she goes cool i know how to do that too then right. Right. right and she actually used it on me one time we were walking out one time and, and we were downtown and we had a bit of a about going somewhere i wanted to go somewhere and she wanted to go somewhere and um she did a pattern interrupt on me and used my own stuff on me. And I started laughing that she did it. Right. And she goes, ah, I remember that, I remember that. You know, so... So yeah, it, and, and it shows, so working out of your comfort zone, because, and that's an important thing, because life is all about communication. Everything we do in life is how we communicate to other people and how we communicate to ourselves. That's right. And that determines our life. So if you notice that you're in a comfort zone, a communication, a good strategy for you. And here's the second strategy. Right. And the second strategy is do a pattern interrupt. Yeah. So if you're into some kind of communication with yourself, even or somebody else. Now if you're, in the, if you're in yourself and you're going, oh, I don't feel like going to the gym. You know, pattern interrupt yourself. Slap yourself across the face as hard as you can. <laughs> I mean, that is a pattern interrupt. You don't get to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to be that drastic, but you could if you wanted to. That's right. Do something, you might, you know, you might do something like I did. Jump up totally and freak yourself out and be like, you know, I in love, life I mean and, and this is something that you're probably not used to doing now I do yeah. this on the street when I want to do a pattern in terms of state change myself and I notice that I' have a maybe not a totally on day which I do which some people think that I'm always on because what I do for a living which right. doesn't happen all the time I mean is I've got yeah that's right. I, I am you that <laughs> so I'll, I'll even be walking down the street and I'll just jump up in the air pump my fist up and go woo-woo! And then people go, that guy's on crack cocaine. And I go, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just having a great day. That's right. So that's getting out of my comfort zone and doing something different. So a strategy that, that you can do that can help you, that can help change your behaviors, which we were talking about creating a New Year's resolution, might be doing a pattern interrupt for yourself, right, and doing a pattern interrupt for somebody else. So if you notice that you're getting into communication with somebody, that's not not great. You do a pattern interrupt. And so right now, some people might be thinking, well, what does this have to do with weight? It has everything to do with your weight. Because if you're communicating well with people in life, then you're usually eating right. Then you're exercising. But usually when you're having bad times, because communication with other people, is, and you're going through bad hours. a bad problems.
0: day with your boss. Right. Your customers were complaining. Or the, your spouse is mad
1: at you. I mean, those are big issues. Those are huge issues. Yeah, if you're going to be overeating, that's why. And that's the why. And that way it will just gain and gain. Why? Because you're putting yourself in emotional states of maybe sadness, frustration, stress, you know, anger, all those kinds of depression. And those states that you go into, then usually we go out and we overeat for, yeah, for comfort zone. That's right. It's comfort eating, right? But it's comfort eating 100%. Of that's the yeah. finest, right?
0: Hey, when we're uh, watching the baseball game and our team is winning... We don't think about eating; we think about cheering. Mm-hmm. And after the game, if they lost, let's go have a beer and drown our sorrows. Yeah, okay? that's right. That's <laughs> right. So the way it works. So you got it. You're in a high state, and you're feeling good about yourself. You're not going to be putting garbage in your into your uh, mouth.
1: No, and that's probably one of the most important things that people can learn. And we've taught that before. And, and is understanding how you're communicating with yourself putting yourself in the right states. Because if you put yourself in good positive emotions, then you put other people around you in good positive emotions, right? It's infectious. infectious. It's totally infectious. And the people that that are around you that aren't in those good positive emotions, they just go the hell away. But because they can't they're, they're that, not going to stay around because you're just too dan, damn happy for them, right? That's right.
0: How to get rid of miserable people in your life be happy Be yeah totally be happy
1: they just go away don't worry be happy and the happier you become the healthier you're going to become not only not only because mind and body inevitably affect each other so if that's the case if you're happy in your mind you create your body happiness and everything about you. Your energy becomes happy, and people want to be around you, right? Those are the type of people that you want to be around. With. People that are having fun, people that are enjoying life, people that are being playful, right? And you know, we always can't be around those type of people because we can choose our friends. So if you have those people in your life that are friends, get rid of them. And so you're talking 100%. about the
0: negative ones. That's right, the negative ones.
1: That's right, and your family we can't get rid of. So sometimes you have to learn different strategies to deal with a family. And sometimes there's a thing called... Go live in another city. Yeah, go live in another... I got transferred, Ma, I can't help it. And then your husband follows you, that's a bad... (laughs) Oh, yeah. So there's a thing called behavioral flexibility. And what I mean by behavioral flexibility is is that you consistently got to keep changing... Till you get the results you want. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we get stuck in, like, for example, if I was using an example of the pattern interrupt that I did to get us out of that kind of communication. Mm-hmm. Now, if that went not to work, I would have had behavioral flexibility. That would have meant I kept changing and changing Try something until else. something worked for us instead of stay, staying in the same thing that we call the comfort zone. Right. So I would have changed and changed. So basically, if you're having behavioral flexibility, you then can shift yourself out of the comfort zone. Right. because you're consistently doing stuff that's different and you're having a new behavior. So that's a very important strategy to learn. So that would be strategy number three, behavioral flexibility.
0: Mm-hmm. Actually, you were, for some reason when you were talking, you were, I was thinking, you know, say hello to somebody in the elevator that you don't know when you get on the elevator like everyone gets in the elevator they look forward and nobody says anything no. and we've, we've broken that we're on the 31st floor every time we get into the elevator we say hi to the people that are there or when someone gets in we say hi to them and it's usually like a short conversation it's not like we have this big deep conversation or anything but it's amazing and of course what happens is that becomes the new comfort zone everybody that knows us expects us to say hi to them and we say hi to everybody that comes in the elevator. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Well, That's I not right. how miserable you look or how grumpy you are or how mean you're... Well, okay, if your dog would real mean, I might say a very quiet hello to you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I would pattern interrupt the dog. Pattern interrupt <laughs> the dog, yeah.
0: <laughs> big drooling dog with big fangs coming at you. I don't know. But, uh, but you see, the thing is, is you want to be in the comfort zone that is the behaviors that you like right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you two choice of favors to be quiet in an elevator and say hi to people in the elevator, yeah. and that's it, then you do either one, you'll be comfortable sooner or later in either one that you pick. And so then pick the one that you like and then work at getting comfortable at it.
1: That's right. And you might walk into, say, an elevator or places that your office or places that, that you normally just say, like let's say if you're already doing like an elevator, hi, you know, and you kind of break the pattern. But then you might even up it and you might get into an elevator somewhere and you might say, you might when people leave say, Hey, have a fantastic day. Right. That's just something you don't do when people leave an elevator. And see I do this kind of stuff all the time. The last pattern I interrupt I did in the elevator was I walked out of the place, walked in it naked. And people were like, Whoa, that's a big pattern that's a pattern interrupt. I walked in, we went down the elevator, I said, Have a fantastic day. Everyone looked at me. and Said, "You have a fantastic day too." Now I'm just joking, but I'm just showing you an idea of the pattern. In dress. Right, so you bring it up to the next level. And of course,
0: what happens is over time. Because uh, the other day Madonna was in town for a concert, so I get in the elevator. I'm going down. And yeah, say, oh, I had a great lunch with her. And good, yeah. and a nice lady. And this guy walks in with three gorgeous, four gorgeous women, and he said something like, "You know, get ready to scream, girls." I Get person. ready to scream! This is not a sex podcast. Is it?
1: Get ready to scream, girl! Oh, no,
0: it's going to. The oh, okay, all right. And, uh, and and I said, oh, I guess you're going to the Madonna concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and uh, one of them said, yeah, four girls and one guy. And I said, he's in uh, he's in seventh heaven, isn't he? And they all sort of laughed, and, and we had a good time going down, right? Yeah. And so you what you'll find is you'll be able to pick up things, right? that people will people will give you ammunition to interact with them. And all you have to do is be aware and alert and conscious enough to pick up on it and away you go. And if you're not doing that, then that's one of the reasons why when you talk to a significant other in your life and you wonder why they're mad or upset or whatever, it's because you're not picking up the
1: signals that they're giving you. Mm-hmm. And there would be, uh, and that's what we were going to talk about on the next step for the strategy, which you just brought up. Oh, So we've got really? so our fourth step to the strategy, and the fourth step would be learn to calibrate people around you. And so you're probably re- remembering saying, well, what do you mean by calibrate and the people around you, Shane? Stop and really notice them. Look at them. Are they in happy states or bad states? Are they, you know, walking strong and confident, or are they weak? And you can start to, once you start to calibrate a person, and you start to become like a person, they feel like you. Now, this is a whole other thing I could do on modeling, but I'm going to give you just an idea of of when you calibrate somebody. Mm -hmm. So when I'm around people, for example, let me use the example the other night of our... Kind of uh, communication we were having—that right. was a little bit of an. The argument. Massive fight that the you mass, guys The, didn't the massive have. fight that I jumped up and started doing weird things. Right. That was I had to calibrate her to understand what state she was in. Mm-hmm. So I had to be consciously aware. So I had to number one be a good communicator, and I had to be, come out of my emotion because mm-hmm. if I would have been stuck in my emotion, I would have been just trying to speak get my words out. You didn't pay attention to her at all. That's right. So I had to become and look good calibrator and I had to look at her and understand, okay, the state she's in. Now, what I'm doing right now is it getting me to where I want or not to where I want. And this is why calibrating a person connects to behavioral flexibility. Because behavioral flexibility, I kept calibrating and saying, was I getting what I wanted or was I not getting what I wanted? Right. Was I getting what I wanted or was I not getting what I wanted? was I making the situation good for both of us, or was I making it worse for both of us? Mm-hmm. And by me staying in that communication, and not if I would have not recognized her, this is the word calibrating we're using, if I would have not recognized the state she was in, right. I would have stayed in that communication, and we would have gotten this big, blown up, huge fight, and worse and, worse. and it would have got worse and worse and worse, and we would have been those same people in the elevator that don't say hi to anybody. Right. And that would have been us. Actually,
0: another time I went in the elevator, I don't know why we got elevator stories today, This guy and this gal got on, and they were pissed at each other. I mean, it was like I didn't say hi to either of them. I'm sorry. I mean, it was just like ice cold coming in. She had her arms crossed and was looking down, and he was looking like he'd been beat over the head with a two by four. Right? It was so funny. Yeah. So obviously they weren't calibrating each other.
1: <laughs> no. So that's that, that's the last step to this strategy. And these are very important steps. They have so much to do with weight loss because a lot of times our weight is brought on by other circumstances in our life. And that's why you'll hear me talk about a lot about weight loss gurus and, and supposedly diet experts that I don't agree with at all what they're teaching a lot of them, because a lot of them are teaching diet and exercise, exercise and diet. But everything has to start what's between our ears. That's why our populations are more obese and getting fatter and fatter every year. And so if you are listening or you take on somebody's program that's not mine, make sure they have the mind stuff in it first or somewhere in their program or don't even deal with it. And it's going to go more in depth. Like if you look what we're teaching, we're teaching in-depth mind stuff. We're not saying, well, here's a goal and you set the goal and you're going to change your life. That's just bullshit. That's like saying, I'm motivated, I'm motivated, I'm motivated. When people tell me affirmations work. No, they don't work. you got to teach it a different way. Because when you go, I'm motivated, I'm motivated, I'm motivated, that's good you're not, If you can say it 24 hours a day. But you're not going to walk around for 24 hours a day and say to everybody, I'm motivated, I'm motivated, I'm motivated, I'm motivated, I'm motivated, I'm motivated, I'm motivated. I'm motivated. That's not going to happen. A
0: friend of mine has a great example about that. He says, okay, tell yourself you're happy. So you go around, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. And he says, okay, keep telling yourself I'm happy, I'm happy. Okay, put your hand out on the table. You put your hand on the table and say, I'm happy, I'm happy. Then he gets a hammer, right? And he <laughs> smashes your little finger with the hammer right on the tip of the nail, right? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna kill you.
1: I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you. Is that what you think? You don't say. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy
0: anymore, right? I mean, the state changes really, really quickly. It's not anchored in.
1: Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. So so it's just too superficial and too easy to change. (laughs) Okay. So our last step was. Becoming a good calibrator of another person, and that is anybody around, and becoming a calibrator of yourself. Mm-hmm. I Where mean, are you? you could look at yourself in the mirror, you don't have to look at yourself even in the mirror, and you can just kind of calibrate of how you're standing and how you're walking, how you're breathing. Are you breathing shallow or are you breathing deep? Right. You should be taking deep breaths, right. right? If you're breathing shallow, that usually means you're panicked, you're stressed, you're in a bad emotion. Yes. So calibrate yourself and become a good calibrator of other people, and that's going to help you a lot in your life. And if you do nothing other than just notice your breath and start taking deeper
0: breaths, you'll notice a big difference. I mean, we're talking about just changing behavior, right? Yeah. There could be one. Take a deep breath. Take deeper breaths, right? And rather than take a deep breath, take
1: deeper breaths
0: and just notice the change. Hmm. Be massive.
1: Yeah, you'll completely change. If right? you notice the breaths that you're taking, and, and learn to master that, right? That's right. And that's just, you're just watching how you carry your body, what we're talking about now, and that yeah. is about how you're going to watch yourself, calibrate yourself, and calibrate other people. Mm-hmm. It's actually, you're going to have a lot of fun with this. And and remember, when I just used that word right now, fun, The life is about fun. Life is about enjoying things. Life is about going out and having fun. What happens right. is, when we're a kid, from the ages of 1 to 12, we actually learn the most that. We ever do in our whole life. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's all we don't really learn. Well, oh, it's not all downhill, but <laughs> if, if, uh, if uh, don't put that in <laughs> their head, <laughs> no, people are like, yeah, I'm, I'm 12. Yeah, I better just jump off the bridge now.
0: I'm 13, like this old.
1: this is because it's fun to Calgary and watch other people mm. I really enjoy it it's fun to go out and it's fun for for it to go out and go well that person's having a great day yeah. that person's having a sucky day and then I, you know, I I use pattern interrupts all the time with people. I just practice all the time. I have fun doing it. I'm here doing pattern interrupts, state changes, and people have no idea what I'm doing. They they walk away from me, and they're like, man, I felt sad, and now I feel happy. They have no idea I did it. No clue, Right. right? But it's quite fun, right? And what I like that is, making people happy. It is. And if you make other people happy, you get about a ten hundred thousand times in return of happiness. That's right. Awesome.
0: So, the four... Strategies are, change your routine, right? So if you're going the same way to work, take a different way. Leave a little bit early, or maybe you'll find the way that you were going was actually the long way. Do pattern interrupts. Have behavioral flexibility. And then calibrate the people around you, because that means that you're actually aware of those people. You're not just stuck in your own Place ignoring mm-hmm. you know ignoring them and doing stuff with no idea of how that can impact them. That's right. There you
1: go. This is that was a lot today.
0: It was wasn't it? That was That's I,
1: heavy duty. Yeah, it's funny because I have my laptop up, my laptop up, and I was uh, I was going to actually create teach something else. What's on my computer was something else, and I just. I don't know, we just I we, just taught a lot tonight. We always sit
0: down and say, okay, what are we gonna talk about? we talk about this, 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 okay. And then we start it up and we never talk about any of that stuff.
1: No. Actually it's funny because when you were sitting writing it down as we were going like the steps, I just kinda looked at it right now and I said, actually I think I'm gonna create a seminar module out of that steps because I just created that right now as we were going brand new stuff that's brand cutting edge stuff right there Shane Jeremy James brain yeah
0: (laughs) that's part of the creative process right being out of the comfort zone All right. so thanks everybody for joining us head over to www.freeweightlosspodcast.com if you want to listen to previous podcasts that we've done and also head over to our membership site at www.weightlossandthemind.com
1: So Shane, the last uh, four words of yours. Hey, I bet you that was a pattern interrupt for you guys.
0: Join us all next time, everybody. See how this pattern interrupt too, because I usually say bye. That's right.